NBA Strayer, how are you going? How you going? I hope you're alright. You better be, because it's Friday. TGIF, am I right? It is Friday, January 19, and I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a good website. It's called CodeBet. Uh, you can also see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab NBA, Fox Sports Lab NFL. Uh, what else? We've got the co- what is it? The Cricket Today podcast, Football Today podcast, all the goods, the NFL Australia. I'm here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown, all things NBA, with a bit of a Australia twist to it, because why wouldn't we? That's what we do here. Uh, we've got an all-star voting update. We've got five games to wrap up. We're going to preview the weekends. Had some Fun game today. There's a little bit of chaos everywhere. It was pretty good. Uh, we'll wrap all that up in the NBA Australia Game Raps. We've got that on an iPhone, mate. No mate, spot on the night. Better than Lonzo Ball. Got some yeah now. Is the unpopular opinion of the day? Now back take, yes. We're serving up a flame good take. Uh, there is a, once more, a dramatic reenactment of a great moment in NBA Australia stat history, the Shane the Hammer Heel uh, script. I'll be reenacting that one live. <laughs> <laughs> it's up on the socials today. It's been fucking fantastic too. Uh, and then we'll pick and preview all the games of the weekend. Every single bloody one. And then close out with a classic cooking with Bainsey for you. All right. Without further ado, let's get into it. Episode 1022 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shack attack. Ah, you better, especially if you chuck. Uh, it was good to see Shaq, you know, switch out Chuck's uh, Diet Coke on Inside the NBA today. It was a fun NBA day today, just all in general. All right, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the daily. Oh, it's a whip around, isn't it, Jim? Yes. Uh, right, little bits of news. Uh, all-star voting. It was at the sort of the fan returns. I think the voting ends this week. Uh, so this is like the last update before the last bit. Uh, in the East, you've got Giannis, Embiid, and Tatum still up top. That's not going to change. Uh, you got Jimmy Butler ahead of Jalen Brown, the extreme zinger meal. The extreme zinger meal. Bam! And a bio Palo Bancaro, Julius Randle, and Mikael Bridges. And then for the guards, you got Tyrese Halliburton, just ahead of Trey. Well, not just. Halliburton is like lengths ahead. Trey is next to two. And then three, Dame is just sort of nipping at Trey Young's heels. Then you got Donnie Mitchell at four, Tyrese Maxey in five, Jalen Brunson at six. Good to see New York sort of showing up a little bit. Derek White, remarkably at seven. LaMelo Ball, eight. Drew Holiday, nine. DeMar DeRozan there in ten. Uh, out west, start with the guards. Luka Doncic well ahead of Steph uh, and SGA. Round out the three. Then it's a big 1.5 million drop-off down. James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Ant-Man. Then to De'Aaron Fox, Jar Morant, who's played, what, seven games, eight games, whatever he played this year. Uh, Booker and what what more, what more does Devin Booker have to do? <laughs> what a kick in the dick that is. Austin Reeves at the bottom. Like, seriously, Booker's just ahead of Austin fucking Reeves. Amazing. Uh, in the front court, you've got LeBron James, the Joker, and KD. KD and the Joker, neck and neck. You've then got AD, 
可我意。Interestingly enough, then you've got the、uh, the Yao Ming Legacy Market, aka who's the most famous dude on Houston?、Uh, that's Shengun at one point three million. It's not bad. Ahead of Paul George, Victor Wembin, Yama, Chet, and the Sublaki King, Demarcus Sabonis. Be very interesting to see how this、uh, sort of shakes out from the. Actual rest of the voting across the coaches and the media, where your starters are going to be Giannis and B Tatum, Halliburton, Young. If you're listening to the fans,、uh, Luca, Curry, LeBron, Joker, KD. Those are fun teams. I'll say it. This is great. Unpopular opinion of the day. You're just saying, should we just do that now? Let's do it. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I still think that the All Star should just change format every so often, just like we've done. It's great because you go, "Oh, we'll experiment and try something," and people go, "Yay!" Because I'm sick and tired of the boring old way we do things. And then they try it a couple of times, and they're like, "This is fucking shit. I'm bored. I hate it." And you go back to the old thing, and they're like, "Hooray! It's new Coke. It's what it is." <laughs> I love it. Anyway,、um, other little bits of news.、Uh, We saw Bruce Brown. He bought his、uh, number eleven for、uh, his new team, the Raptors, from Jonte Porter for ten thousand dollars. What a rort! I love that it's like, ah,、oh, you're wearing my number, man. I've got to give you some money for it. Jonte Porter's like ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Fuck off. I mean, if the number means a lot to you, I guess. But jeez, other bits.、Uh, Christian Coloco has got a blood clot issue that's threatening his career. So very Chris Bosh vibes here, and it sucks because he just got waved.、Um, talk about kicks in the dick, like right there. It's very, very, very brutal for Coloco. Hopefully he's okay. But、uh, I dare say the NBA and the Raptors will sort of work with him to sort of try to. Give him a bit of support. You'd bloody well hope so.、Uh, and then two other little bits:、um, the NBA is postponing the Warriors-Mavs game tomorrow as well、uh, because of the sudden death of Dejan Milojevic,、uh, obviously. And the sort of details that sort of came out about it just make it sound absolutely horrible, huh? Just the flat-out, oh god,、uh, because. It was a、uh, team dinner where he had his heart attack and stuff,、uh, and so the quote was Kevin Looney was particularly crushed by it to see that this happened at a team dinner. All the players were there, the coaching staff were there. There were thirty to forty-five people in the room. The restaurant had closed down for the Warriors to have their dinner,、uh, so all of them were there. They initially thought he was choking. On top of that, they had issues trying to find a way to revive him on site because the restaurant wasn't equipped with something to help him. Yeah, that sounds absolutely fucking horrible. Would have been horrible for everybody there. Obviously, horrible for、uh, Dijon's family and friends. It's just absolutely fucking brutal. But anyway,、uh, cool. That sucks. What an entire shitty situation. And anybody who's like, "Oh, geez, Golden State should fucking play," is an asshole. Right? Let's do some game reps. 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 Let's try the game reps from today, where the New York Knickerbockers hold off. I called it on yesterday's show. One thirteen, one oh nine. The Washington Wizards.、Uh, the Wiz were like a bit of a bad smell, weren't they? It just wouldn't go away. It's like dropping your guts in a goddamn elevator.、Uh, the Knicks threatened them time and time again to like blow it out and sort of get up to about nine. And the Wiz would sort of just do some shit, and you're like, "Hey, it's back to four!" Like it was crazy. 
Like Sham Wow. Like there's a point it was out to nine points. Sham Wow in the fourth quarter just scored eight straight points. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck is happening? Are the Wizards going to upset the Knicks and they're going to run over the top of them? No, Jalen Brunson just went fucking bang. He had 20 points in the fourth quarter. He was amazing. It got squirrely. They're just like, ah, Brunson will get to the line. And that's what he did. The biggest one might have been the um, well, OG hitting some free throws late to sort of seal it. But then there was uh, a big three-point foul uh, for Brunson with about three minutes left. It sort of put them back up seven. Um, OG, he hit some free throws basically as well. And he's just like, <laughs> dude, I'm rooted. He played 43 minutes in the last two games. Tibbs might have just found <laughs> his... Like, Tibbs is going to kill him. You know? He just is... Tibbs might kill him. He's found his new Luol Deng, and he might kill OG Ananobi. It's... Tibbs, just don't run him into the ground, mate. <laughs> just don't. Marvin Bagley! How good was this? All he needed was a chance. 2011 with two assists, two steals, and three blocks. Legendary gear. Kuzma goes for 15, 6, and 5. He shot 7 to 16. He was horrible, actually, uh, shooting-wise. 24 for Paul. He was 2 of 9 from 3. Uh, Shamwell ends up with 13. The Wizards is still a basket case, but I think teams should be just basically kicking the tires on pretty much anybody not named Paul. <laughs> you know, Avdija's really come along. He looks really handy at times. Kispert's got like flashes. Uh, Marvy Bags is just like, he was predestined to be a fucking Washington Wizard, wasn't he? Kuzma, he has games like this where you're like, what are you doing? How can you not hit shots? Uh, for the Knickerbockers, they had 17 turnovers that really fucked him up. But Brunson finished with 41, 8, and 8. He was incredible. He's going to pop up again in a second. He had six turnovers. Still, he was unreal. Randall couldn't hit, hit the side of the barn for most of the game, then got a couple of really good buckets late. And that's how this game kind of went. Like, it was chaos. They sort of just traded buckets in the fourth quarter. And it was very fun. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, they got there in the end. Uh, 17, uh, not 19 and 7. There you go for OG. 19 for Don DiVincenzo. 5 of 12 from downtown for him as well. They just need some uh, bench help now, the uh, Knickerbockers, because they got nothing today. Seven total points it was. There's Miles McBride going for five. They got two from Precious. Q Grimes literally couldn't hit a shot. It's a weird one. They've got to figure out what they're going to do. Um, anyway, Washington, 7 and 33. Knickerbockers, 25 and 17. It does feel like they've got one maybe more move to make, whether it be a... Uh, Sort of bigger wing, just something, anything. But they're just one dude short, I think. Anyway, the Chicago Bulls, 116, beat the Raptors, 110. Oh, yeah, that's the idea. Bruce Brown on the Knicks. Fucking hell, that'd be good. Just the Raptors and the Knicks just trading players, just in the uh, hallowed tradition of Andrea Bagnani. Uh, anyway, the Bulls held, them, held off the Raptors. Raptors just squeaked by them, basically, in the last couple of minutes. It was awesome. This game was right... Right there. like The Raptors were right up in the bullshit all game. Uh, Levine rolled an ankle, came back, sat out again. No purtle, so Vooch feasted. Uh, DeRozan hit a really sick jumper. Like, what was it? 110-109 left. Uh, put them up. Brown was very, very good for the Raptors as well. They're like, oh, yeah, wow, a ball-handling wing. This is great. Uh, but the Bulls, Kobe. Kobe White was awesome down the stretch. I fucking love him. You know I love him. And every time he does this, I'm like, this is sick. Kobe White rules. He's the best player in the NBA. I don't even care. Like, hit a couple of free throws. Uh, there was a moment late where he hit a sick jumper. So as I mentioned, right, that 
uh, DeMar DeRozan at 110-109. They only had the lead at 110-109 because Kobe hit this sweet pull-up jumper where you're like, Jesus, that was good. And then he hit the last bucket as well um, after a turnover where he sort of just had a nice little floater. I love Kobe White. God, he's good. He had 23-8-4. He ruled. Uh, for Toronto, though, look, Scoob, 31-7-6. He is coming along in leaps and bounds. Was Siakam the one holding Scoob back? Who knows? Perhaps. Three steals and three blocks as well. He did have six turnovers. Uh, but they've moved Schroeder and Dennis Schroeder to the bench. Uh, he's now struggling. Seven points on seven shots. But Emmanuel quickly is a starter. I'm just... It's like, okay, sure. 17-4-6 for RJ. 12 for IQ. Bad shooting, though. I was thinking, what, 4-10? Bruce at 15-7. and seven. Um, You've got Gary, Terrence, Trent Derby Jr., Six points on three of eight shooting. It's like Toronto just, it's incredible how bad he can be in games. Uh, Chicago, 24-7-6 for DeMar Rose in there. 24-14-7 for Vooch. He was just like, this is great. I love kicking the fuck out of the Raptors about Teenage Mutant Yucca Pertle. 10 for Caruso. Levine only had the eight points before rolling his ankle. Uh, they were obviously be really cautious with that, cautious with that because he obviously had a really bad ankle problem earlier this season. And you don't want to fuck up your prime trade chip. Uh, Patch Williams, very handy again. 12 points, just sort of does a little bit of everything. And every so often we'll have a flash where you're like, that's incredible. And then he'll do like three really dumb things. You're like, fucking Patch, what are you doing? Anyway, Toronto, 16 and 26. Chicago are now 20 and 23. They just sort of need to make a decision on Levine, don't they? I think the decision's been made. I think they just need to do something about it and find the fit. Oklahoma City held off the thunder. This was another really fucking good game. 134-129. Jay Lynn Williams was sick. Uh, down in the second half, he had Larry. That's a girl's name, Markinen. Uh, okay, so they had all the running early. It felt like they couldn't miss. You had Case and Wallace starting in place of Dort. Uh, Dort was out in this one. And he went, what, 6-7 from the floor, 16 points. He was great. But then the Yaz just sort of stuck around after that. Like they were re- down early and away they went. So 26 10 and 4 for Lowry. Uh, 31 for the Sex Man was 7 assists. God, he was good. 21 and 4 for Jordan Collins. That's a tall cocktail. And Jordan, Jeremy, last train to Clarkson. Uh, <laughs> 18 and 5. Classic 7 of 18 shooting for Jordan, Jeremy Clarkson. 3 of 5 shooting from deep, though. And I think my favorite thing about OKC, they went, what? They shot 55% as a team. Jay Len Williams was sick. You had Jay Lynn Williams play 11 minutes in this one and not trouble the scorers. But the rest of the bench outside of Jay Lynn Williams, yeah, Kenrick Williams. These motherfuckers got too many Williams. Uh, Isaiah Joe, Wiggins, and Meechich. I think they combined to shoot like 9 of 16. It was very, very handy. <laughs> like. They only got 25 points off the bench, I think it was. But when it's really effective and, like, really, really efficient, fuck, it makes a difference. You know? Anyway, so that was cool. Uh, flip side for the Yaz. You had Clarkson, 7 of 18. You had Keontae George go 1 of 5. You had 3 of 7 for Kelly. Who's your Linux? 11 rebounds and 3 blocks for Walker Kessler. But, yeah, not quite enough. Uh, SGA, 31 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, and one of the biggest bald buckets you'll see at the end of that game. It was gnarly. That dude rules. Uh, giddy up! 20 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal, 8 of 16. He's back, baby. I'm going to talk about this again in a second. Uh, going to get into some giddy stuff in the year, Nars. Uh, the Case and Wells, 16 points handy, 15, 5 and 5 for Chet. But Jay Len Williams... 
Hot diggity damn. He was awesome. 11 of 14 shooting, 4 of 5 from downtown, 27, 3 and 8 with two steals and two blocks. Uh, he's really fucking good. Just saying. OKC okay, now 28, 13, Utah 22 and 21. Six-game winning streak broken. I mentioned this on yesterday's show. I expected this one to be the one that the Yaz lost. The Thunder, this is the exact reason why. Giddy played 30 minutes. I'll talk about that again in a second. Uh, but Williams, SGA, they've just got so many weapons to throw at you. Chet has a 15-5-5 five and five with four blocks. He only shot 6-16, six of 16, but just the way he stretched them out was really important. Case and Wallace, 16-4-1-1-1. and one, one, one. Not bloody bad. God, they're dangerous. Then you had Memphis, Minnesota. This was a wildly fun game as well. Uh, the Wolves had to scrap and claw and fight to win this one, and they did. Outscored the Grizzlies by 20 in the fourth quarter. It's just one of those ones where you go, aha, we finally got to the talent gap. And also Luke Kennard stopped hitting every fucking three he took. Uh, but this is one of those signpost games that you have, I think, as a good team, right? Because the Grizzlies, yeah, they're shit. Yes, it's basically we're playing against the Memphis Hustle featuring Jaron Jackson Jr. You know, Duckman, Luke Kennard's back. That's okay. But you're still playing up against, what, Vince Williams, John Conkar, Xavier Tillman in the starting lineup. Like David Roddy, Santi Aldama are like key components of this team at the moment. <laughs> it's, it's very worrisome. Uh, but the Grizzlies don't give a fuck, right? They give absolutely zero fucks. They're out there going hammering tongs every game anyway. And they were winning this pretty bloody handily at times. You're like, oh shit, the Grizzlies are going to fucking do the Wolves in Minnesota where they've been awesome all year. And the Wolves went, fuck. All right, lock in, boys. And then started making shots, got some stops, and ran away with it in the end to win by fucking 15. Conley, Nicky, Nicky Alexander-Walker down the stretch, Ant-Man, Cat was awesome, Gobert was awesome. Uh, it was really impressive. You might go, well, Jim, it's just fucking Memphis, settle down, mate. No. Like, good teams win these games. So often, you have a team like Minnesota have been in the past where they look at a team like Memphis and go, well, we've already won this, and then they'd shit all over themselves and lose the game. Instead today, they actually fucking leaned in, picked up the controller again, paid attention, and won. Ant-Man was awesome. Gobert was awesome. I love that drive. You love to see that sort of kick-in-the-dick stuff from the Wolves, so that was a great win. I really enjoyed this. Can you tell? Uh, Triple J had 36-3. and three. Nothing like three rebounds from uh, your big man. 15-23 from the floor. He doesn't spend a lot of time around the basket. I get it. 18 on 5-7 or seven from downtown for the Duckman, Luke Kennard. Yeah, 13 on 14 shots for Aldama and uh, Xavier Tillman, 10, 5, and 6. Not bad. Vince with 10, 7, and 5. GG Jackson, bit of a rough one for the young fella. Oh, 3, same with Justin Gilliard. 1 of 5 for Zaya Williams. That dude, how long can you be a Project 40, you reckon, in the NBA? <laughs> Asking for a mate. My mate is Zaya Williams. Uh, what is it, his third year? Sounds about right. Anyway, uh... Memphis, look, they played this really, really well until the Wolves just sort of kicked it into a higher gear late. Uh, Minnesota, had 11 and 3 for Jonah McDaniels. They had the 17, 10 and 4 with six blocks for Gobert, 14 and 7 for Carl Anthony Towns. Like, Cat didn't have a great game. He shot 5 of 12, but 
he sort of played his role really well. 17 and 10 assists for Mike Conley. And the crowning achievement, Ant-Man, 28, 5 and 5. He was fucking good. God, he was good. Naz Reed had 20 as well off the bench. He went 4 or 5 from downtown. And Nicky Alexander-Walker hitting a timely 3 late. 7 and 5 for him. Big win for the Wolves. They're now 17 and 2 at home. 13 and 11 overall. The Grizzlies, 15 and 26. And then finally, Indy Sacramento. This was an absolute laugher. It was a blowout. The game was over. And then it wasn't. Because the Kings went on an absolutely psychotic run late and just couldn't get over the hump. Now you know me. What do we say here on NBA Australia all the time? Oh, it's really hard to expend all that energy just to like either tie it up or get really close and not get over the hump, man. That's exactly what happened to the Kings. Like Malik Monk missed a free throw right at the end, so they had to miss the second one on purpose. Uh, and they did bring up the fact that, yeah, this team sucks at hitting free throws. They went 15 of 37 at the free throw line today. Wait, what did I say? That's from three. 18 of 32 from the free throw line. Sabonis missed three. Fox missed four. Malik Monk went one of six from the fucking free throw line, including the last one that he missed on purpose. He didn't miss the first one on purpose, though. One of six. Jesus. Kevin fucking Huerta finally hit some shots. Uh, but this was a really weird game where Indy sort of went streaking out. Uh, second quarter, put him to the sword, was absolutely smashing it up like 16, 17 or whatever it was. And then the Kings came flying back right at the end, but just couldn't get over the hump. The way that they scored really, really quickly. Fox had a chance to basically tie it up uh, down three and airballed it. It was lucky that Malik Monk had sort of like found himself in the position to get the uh, the missed throw back in, and you're like, oh, God, am I going to stick around for this? And they called it a timeout, and then they ran one of the more horrible uh, after-timeout plays you'll ever see where Huerta, Sabonis, Monk all basically just ran into each other. Fox got tripped up. There was no call. It should have been a tech. And uh, anyway, Pacers win at 126-121. Uh, the Kings 21-11-10 for the Suvlaki King. Another really good game. But tell you what. Hit a couple of free throws, Suva. 27-9 for Keegan Murray. Bloody good. 31-4 and because he hit 7-12 of 12 from 3 for Kevin Hoyer to the Ginger Ninja and 24-6-6 six six for your man, Darren Fox. Malik Monk goes for 9 points on 9 shots off the bench. Trey Lyles goes 0-2 in 19 minutes off the bench. Vezenkov has 7 and uh, nothing else. This is a team... Look, they've got one... There's only one Toscano Anderson... I feel like they should be playing him more. This is a team that just needs to make a move. Harrison Barnes played 22 minutes. He had two points, one rebound, one assist. What are we doing here? That's gross. For the Pacers, 17 and 13 for uh, Jaden Smith. That was pretty amazing. Um, sorry, Jalen Smith, not Jaden. Uh, <laughs> I meant J- we had Jaden McDaniel. This is Jalen Smith. Um, the Miles Turner 18 and 2 game, pretty good. TJ McConnell, though, 20 points and 10 assists. Tyrese Halliburton, who? Buddy Hill had 12 points, 8 assists as well against his old team. You expected a big showing. Didn't really go chaos. He went 4 of 9 from the floor. Uh, but Benny Matherin was fantastic. 25 and 4 for him. 15 for Jarris Walker, the rookie, looking real fucking good. And ain't no stopping. OB topping at 10, 3 and 4. They shot 55% the paces. At some point, the Kings are going to play a little bit of defense, don't they? Don't they? I don't know. If you go 18 to 32 from the free throw line, though, you've got no one to fucking 
blame but yourselves for losing by five. Kings, 23 and 14. Pacers, 24, 17. Let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. That's a knife. That's a knife. That is a knife. SGA. God damn. They were playing Utah, the hottest team in basketball, basically. He was fucking fantastic. He hits that shot. End of a buzzer, like a buzzer-beating just jumper that sealed the win. And it was one of the biggest, bald, Kobe-looking shots you'll ever see. SGA just looking like MJ. Absolutely fucking Love it. He finishes with 31 points, shoots 8 of 15 from the floor, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. He did have 4 turnovers, but he was still in a block as well. He was awesome. And, of course, Jalen Brunson, obviously, 41 points today, but 20 of which came in the fourth quarter, or else the Knicks would have lost to the Wizards, and it would have been fucking hilarious. Seriously, they would have lost without Brunson, and he was unbelievably at 8 assists, 8 rebounds. He did have the 6 turnovers, but seriously, he shot, I believe... In the fourth quarter, 8 of 10 from the free throw line and uh, 6 of 9, nice for the quarter. So Jalen Brunson, pretty important to the Knicks, isn't he? He comes back. They win back-to-back games, playing back-to-backs. They've got OG. They've got him. They would have completely shit down their leg if he hadn't played that game, and uh, he won them. So good job by Jalen Brunson. That's what all the money's for. I'll tell you what. All right, what about Spud of the Night? Spud, 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 Spud of the Night. Spud of the Night. 0 of 5 for Q Grimes. Uh, he had a rough one. 0 of 5, of all of which were from downtown. Uh, Evan Fournier, that's right, got back out there for the Knickerbockers. He promptly went 0 of 4. <laughs> Did you know that Evan Fournier is still playing? Uh, had a couple of other rough ones. Tass Jones, Tass Jones went one of six. David Roddy went two of seven, as mentioned. Uh, and Malik Monk, nine points on the three nine shooting. Santi Aldama with that five of 14. Pretty brutal all round. I'll tell you that, but sure, yeah. Uh, but still, not too many other spuds. Um, there was just the simple idea, though, that Q Grimes out there, this sort of, you know, talk of him being traded and then boom. Oh, a five from downtown. Yeah. Way to, way to solidify that trade value there. <laughs> Q Grimes, what are you doing? Uh, what about old mate, no mates? Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? I kind of mentioned it earlier. Devin Booker. What's he got to do? Derek White has got more all-star votes than fucking Devin Booker. <laughs> like, what a kick in the fucking dick that is. Derek White's actually got more all-star votes than Booker, Fox, Sabonis, Cat, Chet, Brandon Spindles Ingram, Zion, Lamelo, and DeMar DeRozan. Uh, the Boston Impact, that's pretty big. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Devin Booker. I just can't believe how low down he is on the fan vote. Like, he's not hated. Is it just that no one gives a fuck? Because I think it might be that no one gives a fuck. <laughs> Poor bloke. Anyway, that's definitely old mate, no mates. He's your fucking mate. He's KD, he's KD's mate. Just saying. Uh, also, old mate, no mates. Uh, he's your fucking mate, uh, Josh Giddy. So, as I sort of hit on earlier, uh, Bloke just became the third youngest player in history to have a thousand NBA assists, which is pretty crazy. Uh, but he was also asked, "It's like, hey, uh, Josh, can you shift your basketball, your focus to basketball again now that the uh, that." Police department investigations closed. 
And he replied, I get that you have to ask that, but I have no comment regarding the situation. Then he was asked, like, uh, can you describe the past couple of months? He's like, I get that you have to ask. I'm not going to comment regarding anything. It's like, bro. It's like, hey, can you put all that behind you? It's like, I mean, I would, but you keep asking me about it. <laughs> fucking hell. Ah, oh, absolute fucking brutal gear. Anyway, panting of the night. Uh, Triple J got Gobert pretty good. Go and watch that one. It was fucking gnarly. Just yammed on him. And then Ant-Man went through everyone, threw it up to himself off the backboard and it was very, very gnarly. Uh, better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you will get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Uh, I want to throw a scoob in there with the 31-7-6 with three steals and three blocks. He was awesome. Uh, but there is a situation in OKC that I think everyone needs to pay a little bit of attention to. Uh, Jalen Williams is fucking awesome and wildly on fire. The dude's averaging an 18-4-4 four four already. But in his last three games, he's ripped off 25-3-6, and 25-3-7, and 27-3-8 and and with two blocks and two steals today on 11-14 shooting and 4-5 from downtown. For the month, for the year of 2024, Jalen Williams is shooting 64% from the floor and 60% from three almost. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> and I love it. The dude is a weapon. He looks so strange when you watch him play. You're like, what is he? Is he like a weird sort of small shooting guard, well, a big shooting guard or a small, small forward? I don't know, but he's a tank and he's radical at basketball. He is easily today better than Lonzo Ball. <laughs> God damn. Hot damn, I'll tell you that. All right, what about the magic tweet of the day? Anthony Davis put on a show in crypto with 28 points, 12 rebounds, and 9 assists in last night's 127-110 Lakers win. Anthony Davis got a lot of help from D'Angelo Russell's 29-point and LeBron James's 25-point performances. To add to the great play, the team shot an impressive 42.9% from the three-point line. <laughs> what do we say? Thanks, Magic. <laughs> That's incredible. I love it. Is you reckon it's just AI? I feel like it's just AI. All right, finally, Dickhead of the Week. Dickhead of the Week! Uh, anyone still booing Giddy at this point and sort of like, uh, I don't know, there's just got to be a point where you just go, right. So there was some weird Twitter fucking allegation. Cops found nothing. NBA investigation is still open, but they've not, you know, said or done anything. Can you just fuck off? Like, just come up with some fucking proof, <laughs> you dickheads. It's a giant group of dickheads every fucking time. It's gross. It's weird. Save that fucking energy for, like, I don't know, someone there's actual proof about. You know, absolute dog pieces of shit dudes. I don't know. I'm looking at you, Miles Bridges. But anyway, uh, let's do some Yenars right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington. 
or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. Let's do some year now. It's brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. Get your merch. People. Get your merch. Get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Yeah, do it. Wear it uh, because uh, we have the coffee mugs. We've got the stubby holders. We've got hoodies, T-shirts, all the good stuff. Go check it out at nbaaustralia.com slash shop. Or just click through on the socials and away you go. Uh, we had a good one from McKeegan actually about the... Get your merch. Get your merch. Uh, with the big baller brand uh, cargo shorts. It was actually the shoes that I was looking at as well. Uh, the photo just cut off the shoes. And yeah, they were pretty fucking funny shoes. But I'm also all about big baller brand just doing cargo shorts. I would love to see Lonzo out there in cargo shorts. All the mellow. Uh, but I think McKegan's joke about like Lonzo rocking up in the actual big baller brand shoes that they were modeling. Yeah, that would be funny as shit. Because they are chaos looking shoes. And it's kind of exactly what I was talking about when I was showing the squid, uh, the weird Nike ones in the, uh, when we were buying his uh, granddad, his uh, Jordans. And yeah, like they're just absolute like fucking weird astronaut chaos shoes and look gnarly. I'm here for it. Lonzo, do it, you coward. Once you finally get to play basketball again. Uh, right, Matty O just sent in a good one. He's just like, back in my rampage. Raptors caught his majority red and the Bulls are wearing, you guessed it, red. Is this fucked? Yeah, nah, yeah. So, I don't know if you're watching the Raptors-Chicago game, uh, but time and time again, I'm like, wait a minute. Fuck. Ugh. I kept confused. Like, I'm watching the game quite closely as well, and each time I'm like, wait, the Raptors are the fucking ones in the red and black. God damn it. The court's red. The riding's black. The Chicago Bulls are in a red and black jersey. Can we just get somebody in a white jersey in this game? <laughs> Fuck me dead. Ugh. It's absolutely brutal. Absolutely brutal. Uh, Brett Pierce had a good one. Jimmy, yeah, nah. Is Kobe with the good hair a lock for most improved at this stage of the season? Yeah, nah. Nah, probably not a lock because you've still got like folks who will want to throw Maxi in there and stuff like that, right? Uh, Shingun is obviously another really good one. I wouldn't be surprised if... Kobe White, though, keeps just rising up the uh, ranks of that most improved voting because he has been fucking fantastic. And the way that the Bulls have played over, like, what, the last month or so, after pissing Levine, you know, off to the side a little bit, what have they won? They've won five of the last seven. Like, they just look a lot more coherent with more Kobe. So, play Kobe, and away we go. Uh, Brett actually goes on to say, also, Bulls need to fuck Levine and Vooch off for whatever they can get at this stage. Drummond looks sick in the starting lineup. Potentially kick the tires on Kuzma, a big wing to fill the gaps that Patch Williams doesn't. Yeah, nah. Yeah, look, I agree with the Levine and Vooch. You got, look, Vooch has games like today where you go, yes, he can help us win against a team without a center. <laughs> You know, it's obviously tough. It's brutal. Uh, you got to sort of look around and go, how do the Bulls get... Like, Drummond was very, very serviceable, but we know that Drummond is kind of like that, right? He's really good for spot minutes, uh, filling in, rebounding everything. Uh, he also got yammed on by uh, Scoob today, and Scoob gave him the penguin walk. It was pretty funny. But 
I feel like if you want to try to maybe go, hey, uh, hey, Charlotte, can we get one of your young bigs? And here's Levine, and can we take we'll take back fucking like Gordy Haywood and Terry Rose or something, right? Just get a pure scorer, get another facilitator in Haywood, and one of the, like the J, the Nick Richards or JT Thor. Just maybe go fuck it, Patch Williams. Perhaps you should play a bit of small ball five when we're you know sitting Andre. Or just trying to kick the tires and maybe one of the other sort of bigs floating around. Dan Gafford, obviously, from Washington, would be a really good one for the Bulls uh, if he can foist Vooch onto them or something. Um, Kuzma would be a weird sort of mix. Like, you've got to get Levine off the team to get Kuzma, and I feel like you're just replacing Levine with, like, a slightly taller, more uh, Armenian-looking Allen version of Levine, you know, in Kuzma. It'd be a bit of a tricky one. But Kuzma on a Bulls team, you can kind of see how that would work if Levine is sort of moved away. You've still got DeRozan at the, at the three. You play Kuzma at the four. Maybe. Maybe Levine for Kuzma and Gafford, and away we go. Maybe that might be just it. And then you move Vooch somewhere else. Hmm. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Uh, we had our man IMB, Ian Matty Bassett. Um, Giddy gets cleared, and next game he's getting more minutes. Yeah, nah, this is fucked. Yes. I added the yeah, nah bit at the end. Uh, IMB was just pointing it out, and I'd sort of noticed, I'm like, Giddy is still playing. This is uh, a bit weird. So Josh Giddy, he's had a rough month. We know that. Rough six weeks. Rough two months. It comes out that he's uh, been, you know, not going to get charged. You know, that's good news. He's asked about it. He's like, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Fuck off. What You want me to talk about the Twitter allegations? Fuck off. If you had to guess, when do you reckon the last time Josh Giddy played uh, 30 minutes was before today? If you answered, oh, geez, Jim, was it before the allegations arose? Then you'd be right. That's right. Back in November. On November 13, the same week those allegations came out. What has he played ever since then? Oh, that's right. Not more than 30 fucking minutes. You know what's weird? That! Very fucking strange. He's been playing really, really well this month as well. Shooting over 47.5% from the floor. He did the exact same the month prior he was shooting 38% from three all the way through December. He's shooting 41% from three so far in January. I'm just saying, it feels like you could probably play him a few more minutes. Blake played 19 minutes the other day against the Clippers. It was fucking stupid. Anyway, drops eight of the 16 shooting today for his 20, 10, and six. He becomes the third youngest player in history to have 1,000 assists in the NBA. And now they're like, oh, should we play him? What do you reckon? 30 minutes? Oh, yeah. Now those allegations are gone. It's fucking weird. It's weird. Are we going to explain it as, oh, we didn't want him to get booed all the way through the fourth quarter. It might put off our other players. Uh, I don't know. Are you just not playing him because you're worried about where his head's at? It's like, then why are you fucking playing him at all? I just think the entire situation was fucked, and I think the way OKC have handled it without coming out and just going, yeah, we stand by Josh 100%. The allegations are bullshit. Fuck off. They never said that. Josh never said that, which obviously means that there's some other shit going on behind the scenes. Uh, but I'll tell you what, could have backed him to the hilt a little bit fucking more and just gone, we stand by Josh, we stand by him, whatever we do, uh, 
We don't think there's anything improper going on. Blah, 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 blah. Everyone fucking moves on. Everyone fucking forgets about it. But instead, they sort of fucking play mum and uh, screw themselves. All right. What about it? We already did the unpopular opinion of the day. I guess the unpopular opinion of the day is that I think OKC okay, so have dogged the boys. So, Just saying. Just saying. Uh, what else we got? We've got Outback Takeouts. It's Friday at Outback, and what that means? Oh, yeah, four for one or a drum cans full of icy cold Foster's Lager. That's right, it's Aussie for horse piss. And you can get it only at Outback. Goes great with the Flame Grill take, and today's Flame Grill take is... Sacramento need to fucking do something ASAMP. Like, I don't know. Throw the fucking bag and book at Brooklyn to go get Mikal Bridges. If they get Mikal Bridges from the Brooklyn Nets... They are a legit, legit finals contender. Even if they kick the tires on Dorian Finney-Smith or even Royce O'Neal, it'll be a big fucking step up from what they've got right now. But the Kings need to fucking swing for the fences and go get Mick Albridges. Only at Outback. Uh, This was one that I'd been thinking of yesterday, and then I watched this fucking horrible Kings game again today, and you're like, oh, Jesus. Then it all fell apart, and you're like, oh, well, if Malik Monk basically doesn't have a good game, they're fucked. That's not a good position to be in as a team. You know, it's just really not. So Sacramento, in terms of like their picks, uh, they're sending the first rounder protected 1 through 14 to Atlanta this year, uh, part of the quarter, and that's it. They've got the rest of them. So they do have a lot of scope to upgrade. Bruce Brown would be fantastic on the Kings, obviously. Bruce Brown would be really good, but if you really want to fucking throw something in there and go, right, Keegan Murray next to Mikael Bridges, Sabonis, and Fox. Everybody else, whatever else you need, let's go. That's where they should be at. That's what they should be doing. Right up. Uh, really quick Australian player watch, but we'll just go straight in it because it was just giddy today. Because uh, we've got no, no Aussies on Washington or the Knickerbockers or Chicago or Toronto. Uh or Memphis or Minnesota. It was literally just Giddy, and he had a really fucking good game, which is why I was sort of up and antsy about Giddy today. <sighs> Tell you what, it was really good. 20, 10, and 6 with one steal. He shot 8 of 16 from the floor. The three-pointers still need to drop. He's gone 1 of 5, but bloody hell. Not a bad game from the young fella. 20, 10, and 6. Just saying. Pretty bloody good. All right, you ready for your Shane the Hammer heel reenactment of... A great moment in NBA uh, Strayer stat history. Great moments in NBA Strayer stat history. January 18, 1997. Interior, the Target Center, Minneapolis, Minnesota. The 17 and 21 Minnesota Timberwolves are playing the 15 and 23 Golden State Warriors. Wolves coach Flip Saunders prowls the sidelines, barking and glaring at a rookie, Stefan Marbury. The Wolves lead behind 19-year-old Kevin Garnett's 27 points. Golden Head shooting guard Shane the Hammer Heel sits at the end of the bench in sweats, waiting for a chance to shine. Turning to the bench, Flip looks to its far end before seemingly making a decision. All accents approximated. Hey, you, Blondie! Oh, who, me, coach? Well, I'm not effing talking to Cherokee Parks now, am I? Cherokee Parks looks up, 
a confused and hurt look on his face. Huh. Well, I guess not, says Shane. Are you ready to go? Mate, I was born ready. I'm not your mate, Blondie. You can call me coach or I'll call you a goddamn plane to take you back to goddamn Austria or wherever the hell you're from, you hear? Oh, of course. Yeah, sorry, coach. Shut up, Blondie. I just need you to do one thing for me. Oh, of course, coach. You name it. You want me to light it up and score 20? Hit a bunch of threes? Run the point and fire some on-point assist to Kevin? Hell, you want me to fight somebody? They don't call me the Shane the Hammer heel for nothing. Jesus, shut the hell up, Blondie. We're up 15. I need you to go in for the last two minutes. Guard Mark Price, and if someone sh- passes you the ball, don't screw around. Don't turn it over, and if you have the ball, just shoot it. Oh, Coach, that's that's what I was put on this earth to do. I won't let you down. You better not, or I'll make sure that you have to clean Stroko Vrankovic's jockstrap for the rest of the season. Yes. He is bad. He is very bad. Very, very bad. <laughs> okay, Coach, I'll try to. I'll try my best. Ah, did you hear that, Stroko? Coach is going to put me in. Yeah, whatever, little man. Your pretty little bond hair reminds me of Lady Stroko has trapped in basement back home. Ha! <laughs> yeah, good one. Whatever, Stroko. Sure. I'm from the main streets of the Yarra Rangers, mate. People call me the Hammer. I'm beloved back home. I played for bloody Brisbane when I was in year 11. Been pro since I was 17, Stoko. Hell, I had eight three-pointers on the Dream Team in Fort Charles Barkley like a month ago. Yeah, Stoko once killed a bear with bare hands. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Blondie, get in there! Oh, shit! Ah! And that night, Shane the Hammer heel would do exactly as his coach instructed. In only two minutes on the court, the bleach blonde Australian icon took three shots, making a single one a three-pointer. He finished with three points and one of three shooting, and it would prove to be the 15th best game of Shane Heal's NBA career. Anya, Shane the Hammer Heal. And there you go. There is a great moment in NBA Australia State history. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's fun. Maybe I should do more of those. Maybe I should do those on camera. That'd be fun. And weird. Uh, right. What else are we going to do? Let's do a Patty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. See what they're up to in the old Patty 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 Thrills land. Uh, we'll get some more Jock Landau stuff, actually. got a, Oh, there you go. There's the story. Stepping into MSG. Landau with these weird shoes. They are just weird shoes, those ones. I tell you. It's a bit odd. Anyway. Uh... Nothing new from Patty either, but that's okay. Jock Landau, good Instagram follow. All right, what do we got? We've got plenty of games on this weekend, so we better do a bit of a uh, weekend. Game preview, game preview. Thanks, Inverting Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's it all going? Oh, look, yeah, not bad. Look, you know, the, uh, the uh, impending surgery at the end of January is sort of just, uh, you know, playing on your mind a little bit, but it's all good. Uh, and yeah. Thanks for those who have reached out. Yeah, I think it's all good. It's nothing crazy serious. It's like a uh, the thing that had sort of blown up in my mouth uh, over those two weeks where I was like all lispy and shit. Uh, it just needs to be chopped out. It's nothing too chaotic, so it should be right. Uh, but thank you for everybody who reached out. Very cool. Uh, we went four or five on the picks today. Fucking Sacramento tripped us up. Even Minnesota came from nowhere and covered that 13 and a half. Uh, we nailed the OKC pick. We nailed the Chicago pick. We nailed the Washington plus 11 and a half. So 
Let's see how we go tomorrow. We've got a lot of games on this weekend. Uh, San Antonio go to Charlotte. I'm going to take the Spurs plus four and a half. Playing a little bit better of late. Uh, Charlotte just sort of stink out loud. They do have Lamelo. They've got Terry Rose. I just trust San Antonio a little bit more, especially with the four and a half. They might even keep that close. See how we go. Philly, they go to Orlando. If Orlando have Franz, you'd be like, yep, Orlando and a canter. Uh, but Philly, Joel Embiid should feast even down there in Orlando. Philly minus four and a half. The Magic are one of the best teams in the NBA at covering the line, though. So let's go Orlando plus four and a half. They should cut. Look, they could win this one outright. You never know. Philly have like these weird games. Uh, but Orlando have been super solid at home all year against the line. They've got a couple of big bodies in Wendell and Co. to throw it in B, perhaps. It's going to be an interesting one. This should be a good game. I think Orlando can keep it close, even if they do lose. So give me the four and a half. Denver, go to Boston. What an absolute rip snorter. Do you reckon this will be the uh, finals? What do you think? Denver plus six and a half in Boston. Boston undefeated at home this season. I'm going to take Boston. The way Denver looked the other day was a bit of a worry. So I think Boston can probably get this one done. Their form at home has been fantastic. If the Zinger and Al are both playing, then I feel good. If the Zinger and Al are not both playing, then I'd probably go Denver, though. So Denver if Al and Zinger aren't playing, but Boston if they are. Atlanta, go to Miami, plus 6.5 against the Heat. The Heat have had some weird wobbly games of late. I'm going to take Atlanta plus 6.5. Even though you can trust them as far as you can throw them, I think they can at least play Miami vaguely close in this one. Maybe. Uh like, Atlanta are just a really strange team at this point as well, aren't they? DeJunte and Trey, you need that game winner uh, the other day, which was sick by DeJunte to get past the Magic. But otherwise, I mean, they had that weird, horrible loss to the Wizards. So, look, I just think against the Heat, who have been a bit weird and wobbly themselves, this would be a fascinating, weird game. Because Miami, you've got Hero... They got killed by the Raptors the other day, though. You've got Hero, Robinson, Butler back, bam. Actually, yeah, maybe I'll just go fuck that. Maybe I'll just trust Miami a little bit more than Atlanta. Yeah, I'm going to go Miami. If everyone's healthy and playing, they're on. Because you've got Big Booty Kylaro, Hero, Butler, Jaime. You've got Bam. If Caleb Martin's back and playing as well, he should be right. Go Miami at home. Phoenix, go to New Orleans. I feel like the Suns have sort of hit a bit of a uh, nice little patch there. So let's go the Suns plus two and a half in New Orleans. The size of the Pelicans, I don't think, will really bother Phoenix too much, comparatively, right? Just because I kind of think that with Beal and Booker out there, they should be okay with KD too. Indy, go to Portland. I'm going to take Portland after Indy played an absolute barn burner today in Sacramento. Portland plus two and a half. They need to show something ASAMP. They have been only able to beat Brooklyn. The Blazers. So I reckon they can uh, sneak past Indy as Indy sort of figure out all their stuff. Brooklyn then go to LA as well. The Lakers are probably going to absolutely demolish a rate, uh, the Nets, I reckon. So I'm going to go the Lakers minus six and a half. And of course, Dallas Golden State is postponed. Uh, Sunday, we have Milwaukee. That's right, Milwaukee. It's Algonquin for the good land at Detroit. Going to go Milwaukee because Detroit are really bad. Philly go to Charlotte on the second half of a back to back. Actually, yeah, might go still. Still go Philly. 
Embiid probably rests on that one. If he doesn't, he's always going to kill Charlotte. San Antonio go to Washington. Spurs on a back-to-back on the road, having just played in Charlotte. I don't mind the Wizards to get a win there. Cleveland go to Atlanta. Atlanta, having just been in Miami, are going to get killed by Cleveland at home. Toronto go to the Knicks. That's a fucking fun one. OG Ananobi's like, hang on a second. Which team am I on again? I'm going to go to the Knicks there. Just too good defensively for Toronto. Memphis go to Chicago. The Bulls should win that against the Grizzlies. Against the Memphis Hustle, rather. Featuring Triple J. Uh, Utah go to Houston. That's a fascinating game. I actually don't mind Houston in that game. Houston have been that good at home that I think they can take care of a weird Utah team that just... At its bubble pop today. OKC, Minnesota. So how good are some of these games on the weekend? You've got Denver, Boston. You've got OKC, Minnesota on Sunday. This is awesome. I reckon the size of Minnesota might be a pain for OKC. It's going to be a really fun matchup, though. SGA versus Ant-Man. Hook this one to my veins. Chet versus Rudy Gobert. This Stafford Tower. And uh, so they did play... That weird game where the Thunder kicked the piss out of the 129-106 in OKC. This one's in Minnesota. As I've said, really good home team. I'm going to go to the Wolves. Then Monday, 7.30 a.m. start. Clippers host Brooklyn. I'm going to go to the Clippers again. Brooklyn, the wheels are off. They need to just go get DeJounte Murray. Just do something because they're just a horror show at this point. Uh, Miami go to Orlando. Orlando with Miami. I don't know. It feels like the Magic Men, just a little bit better than uh, you sort of think. Defensively, a little bit better. They just need Franz Wagner back, don't they? But I'm going to go Orlando at home against the Heat. Denver go to Washington. The Nuggets should have no problems there. Boston at Houston. Houston with the uh, back-to-back home games, having just played Utah the day before. I'll actually take Boston, even though it's on the road and in Houston. And Houston are really good at home. I think Boston will have just enough. Then Phoenix host Indy, which is a uh, the old Halliburton bowl, that one. Uh, Phoenix should have taken Halliburton. Oh, but we've already got Chris Paul. Yeah, how did that work out? Um, let's go Phoenix over Indy. And then Portland versus the Lakers. Throwback. Clyde Drexler versus Magic Johnson. Oh, I'm going to go the Lakers against the Blazers. And there you go. That's it. Done for the week. Been a fun week, hasn't it? Chaotic week. I feel like I've been in and out of fucking doctor's fucking offices and running around like a chook with its head cut off. Um, but yeah, all good. She's all right. I'm fine. I'm going to go to the doctor on Monday about the fucking busted finger still. So you mate, Jim might have a couple of surgeries in his uh, future, but she'll be right. Remember like at the start of this week when I was like, ha ha, nah, medical Australia, we should be right now. Boom. Fuck me dead. Anyway. In the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face the IG. We're all over the socials. We had all the uh, videos go up yesterday. We've got lots more coming up. We've got the NBA Australia Never Forgets. They're awesome. Uh, you can check out NFL Australia as well with myself and Gaz. That's a great time this week, setting up all the NFL playoff previews. I think I've changed three of my four picks that we made in that show. <laughs> So I've let I've got to let Gaz know actually. Uh, what else? Cricket Today podcast and the Football Today podcast for all your cricket and soccer needs. And uh, check out rating review and all those good things. Star them if you can on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever app you use in the Android phone. Come on, I don't ask for shit. I'm just a dude out here doing a daily NBA show. Come on, just rate and review all the shows, would you? Check them all a follow. Check them all a subscription. Uh, get around nbaaustralia.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. And big thanks always go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. They rule. Check out 
House hats. Joshua De Laurentiis. Fascinator. Gold mines. Ramshackle Army. Iowa Sex. Jedi. Green, 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 and dozers. They're behind all the tunes you hear throughout the show. So smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Apple Music, Facey, Spotify, whatever. However you stay up to date with your tunes. NBA Australia Sports Australian Band. So should you. And we are going to close out the week with a throwback cooking with Bainsey for you. Until Monday. That's when we'll speak to you next. So, have a good weekend, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And, later as Cooking with Bainsey is filmed in front of a live studio audience. And now it's time for Cooking with Bainsey with your host, Aaron Bangers Baines. <laughs> g'day, g'day, g'day. Yes, how are you all? Well, look at you over there. <laughs> I see you over there again, Cheryl. Yes, we know that you love it. Oh, this is great. Yeah, g'day. Welcome to Cooking with Bainsey. I am your host, Aaron Bangers Bainsey. All right, so this here episode, we're going to whip up one of my absolute favourite Australian staples. You can have it whenever as well, at night, for dinner, after a big night on the turps. It's that absolute Aussie classic. It is Hawaiian pizza. Oh, yes, that's right. I love me some Hawaiian pizza, and it's easy as to make, mate. I mean, it definitely helps keeping up this physique, if you know what I mean. I reckon I probably cook about three of these bloody things a week, you know what I'm saying? And also, hey, just just for yous out there as well, don't bloody listen to anyone who says shit about pineapple on pizza. They can go and do what I tell every centre in the Eastern Conference of the NBA. They can go fuck themselves, (laughs) all right? You can put whatever the fuck you want on pizza. It's pizza. All right, so anyway, Hawaiian pizza is bloody simple, mate. All you gotta do is go down to your soupy and grab yourself a pizza base. I love the spongier, thick ones, you know. Grab a thing of tomato paste. Now, don't bother with the fancy pants shit with basil or oregano in it unless you want to be like all fancy pants and shit. Because uh, then you just grab a bunch of shredded ham from the deli, grab a bag of shredded cheese. Now, you can have mozzarella, cheddar, home brand, whatever you want. Doesn't matter. It's just bloody cheese. And. The key ingredient, a tin of pineapple chunks. Now, it's pretty easy to whip this bad boy up, so let's get to it. All right, here we go. Now, just whip your base out. There you go. All right, now smother it with the tomato paste. Well, snip. There you go. Smooth it out a bit. Just make sure it's all over the inside thing. Now, dump your ham on there. Yep, all this shredded ham. Now, oh, get your fingers amongst that. Shove that to the edges. There you go. Spread that out nice and even. Yep, there you go. All right, now cover this liberally. With the dead pig. Come on, man. You've got to put the ham everywhere. You just need hoops and hoops and hoops of ham. Just make sure it's the nice shredded stuff, though. All right. Now, drain your pineapple into the sink. Or you can, you know, you can drain it into a cup and uh, drink that pineapple juice, you know. What bloke doesn't like a cup of pineapple juice, you know what I'm saying, ladies? Yeah, there we go. Now, fang the chunks of pineapple on there. Just put it everywhere, you know. Just throw it around. And then cover up the entire bloody thing with your shredded cheese. All right. Now, we've got this oven over here. 
Just wang her in there in the oven. There you go, just for a good 15, 20 minutes at about 220 degrees Celsius. None of that Fahrenheit bullshit. Now, sit back, grab a tin, and let her cook. Oh, doesn't that bloody well smell delicious? All right, now here's one we made a little bit earlier. So you can see once it's browned and a bit on the edges and all your cheese is all melty and nice, you whip her out, you chop her up into slices, and Bob is your bloody pizza-loving uncle. Now, give it a sec to cool down before you chow down. Don't burn your bloody tongue because that cheese will be hot as buggery, eh? So, all right, now it's there. Just get your bloody munch on. And that is an absolute bloody ripper of a meal. The best bit is, and this will impress everyone, right? You can cook it whenever you want. Mates, the missus, kids, everyone bloody loves Hawaiian pizza. And if they don't, just give them the old bangers, don't argue, and go tell them to cook their own bloody pizza. Because this is just bloody delicious, mate. All right, how easy was that? Cool. There you go. That is absolutely unreal. Love me some Hawaiian pizza. All right, so that's it for this week. Tune in next week for a new recipe, and we'll see you then on the next episode of Cooking with Bainsey.